Hey everyone, it's Jeannie, Crystal Packing Mountain Mama Health Nut. How's everyone doing today? I'm just sitting here looking out my office window, watching it rain. But it's a good thing because right now in Idaho, it's our fire season. So this is great for fires and great for our pastures and, and everything that's going on. But anyway, welcome to today's episode. In my All Things Health segment, you know, I've always felt that the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies are both corrupt, but how did they get this way? Well, today I'm going to explain how it happened, what the FDA's role is, and I talk about one drug they approved, Prozac, and how harmful it can be to your body. And in my second segment called Mountain Adventures, I share a story about an abandoned horse that was dropped off on our ranch, left to die, and it can get a little bit emotional, at least for me as I tell the story. But keep listening after the health segment for that. And if you want to know more about me, check out my website, throwoutthetrash.podbean.com. But first I want to talk about a sponsor for my podcast called 3 International. It's a proactive wellness company with the highest quality nutritional supplements anywhere. I personally use them and I feel better today than I ever have. One of the products that has helped me so much is called Purify. And it's a daily whole body detox. You just take one small capsule a day and it gently detoxifies and cleanses five organs, the liver, lungs, colon, kidneys, and skin, and it's so gentle you don't even know it. There's no weekly or two-week cleanse that makes you feel sick. And Purify works behind the scenes and you can be confident that you're getting rid of toxins your body doesn't need. All of the three products are listed in the physician's desk reference, which is a huge thing, and you can look that up at www.pdr.net. And for more information about Purify and the other products offered, check out my website at genieolson.iii.earth. Okay, how about anxiety, nervousness, diarrhea, loss of libido, and impotence, which may never go away, rash, flu, pharyngitis, sinusitis? Sounds fun, doesn't it? These are just some of the side effects of the pharmaceutical drug Prozac, which has been approved by the FDA. And in almost every episode, you hear me say that I'm not a fan of the FDA, which stands for Food and Drug Administration, and I have felt they are corrupt and in bed with the pharmaceutical companies. In my research, I came across tons of articles saying that they are in fact corrupt. But still, many people live by every word they say. The U.S. government certainly pushes them on us as if they are the holy grail and top authority on our lives, They have our best interest in mind, after all, and we as Americans can't possibly think for ourselves, or better yet, we can't make correct decisions about our own health. This episode might get fact-checked, or I might be put in pod-doggy jail, but I still have to talk about what's on my heart, because I feel that the FDA is slowly killing us, and we're going along with it. And I think it's time we all start doing our own research and we need to stop taking what the FDA says as gospel. Now there are times, maybe a few times, when they will get it right, but not very often. So first of all, how did the FDA get started? In 1906, and that's 117 years ago, President Theodore Roosevelt signed the Pure Food and Drugs Act. And that same year, the FDA's regulatory functions began. And what's their job? to ensure that prescription drugs are safe as well as food, cosmetics, and tobacco products. And there's other things I'm sure I'm not listing. 
So what do they do? It's more detailed than what I'm going to share with you, but in a nutshell, when they find a new product, it has to go through a three-step process that involves first testing it on animals, second on humans, in what's called clinical trials. Both are looking for long-term and short-term side effects, effectiveness and safety. At one point, they test safety and efficacy on a large number of people. More than a 1,000 patients participate in the trials. And here's the interesting fact, and this is according to an article I found at cancerwisdom.net. The FDA is supposed to regulate drugs on the market, so you would think that they would do the clinical trials themselves. But they don't. The pharmaceutical companies do. All the FDA does is read their findings, and then they decide whether to approve the drug or product or not approve it. Another interesting fact that I found was that the pharmaceutical companies only have to present two trials to give to the FDA to prove the drug is safe. So they just keep doing trials until they get the two that will get it approved. Sounds honest, doesn't it? Many times for the clinical trials, a placebo or sugar pill is used to test against the new drug that they're trying to get approved. This way, when the results come out, even though they show the drug to have adverse effects, they can show that this new drug will still be better than nothing. Unbelievable, but I'm really not surprised. So why is the FDA given this much power? That was my question. Well, up until the 1980s, it would take the FDA three to eight years to approve a drug. And at this time, the FDA was funded by us, the taxpayers. But in the 1990s, the federal government changed it So the pharmaceutical companies had to pay between 45% and 65% of the FDA's budget. And Bill Clinton was president at the time, so it shouldn't be a shocker. Having the drug companies pay part of or most of all of the FDA's budget was supposed to speed up the approval process. And how? That's my question. Well, anyway, the FDA is regulating the very companies who are paying for their own clinical trials. This is so messed up. So what makes up the FDA? Its members are appointed by the FDA commissioner, and there's four members from the industry, three are academia, like scientists, two from consumer or patient organizations, and one from the health provider community. And then the remaining four spots are open to anyone with relevant expertise. Sounds okay so far, doesn't it? Well, the four remaining spots are usually filled with physicians, which isn't a bad thing. But the FDA also has a physician's advisory board to assist them in the decision-making. And this is, a, this is a real thing because they spend tens of thousands of dollars, the pharmaceutical companies do, and they send reps to fancy hotels to meet with these physicians to try and persuade them with promises of money or research funding to get them to vote for the approval of a new expensive drug. And they also strongly encourage them to not approve a competitor's new drug. Why is it so important to get these new drugs approved that have these horrible side effects? Well, it's all about money, and they know they can get doctors to peddle them to their patients by paying them to do so. One such drug that got pushed through the FDA is fluoxetine, um, and you probably know it as Prozac. And let me just say, like I always do, check with your health care provider before adding or changing any drug you are currently taking. I also understand that certain drugs are required for certain health conditions. What I'm trying to do is show you that many new prescription drugs are not safe to consume. It becomes a money game. 
never mind how it affects us, the consumers. Okay, so Prozac is manufactured by a company called Eli Lilly Pharmaceuticals. They conducted 20 studies to try and prove the safety of Prozac, 20, and they couldn't get it approved. So they eventually repackaged the data so the FDA would approve it, and it was finally approved in 1987. And at first it was the world's most widely prescribed drug. Because of a vigorous marketing campaign, everyone wanted to try it. So people were going in and asking their physicians for it. It was on television talk shows, magazines, and newspaper articles. And they were all singing the praises of this new wonder drug. But it didn't take long, though, because in 1990, reports were coming in that after just several weeks on the drug, people were were developing suicidal thoughts. So what is Prozac used for? Most of you know it's an antidepressant that helps with major depressive disorder, panic, anxiety, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and that's where a woman experiences depression and irritability before administration. It also is used for obsessive compulsive symptoms and even bulimia, which is an eating disorder. So it basically affects your brain and your mood. And I, you know what? I, it doesn't work because we have depression more in this country today than we ever have before. But let me talk about what the side effects are. Now remember, this is a chemical, so thoughts of suicide can arise. It can impair your judgment, thinking, or motor skills. So it's advised to use caution when operating machinery. And according to drugs.com, and this is just part of their list, it can cause anxiety and nervousness. The very two things it's supposed to help with. Which is one, another proof that the drug doesn't work very well. It can also cause insomnia, anorexia, nausea, fatigue, diarrhea, dry mouth, decreased libido, impotence, and that doesn't always go away. You might have a problem for the rest of your life. You can also get a rash and have abnormal dreams, get the flu syndrome, pharyngitis, and sinusitis. And then what happens is you get one of these side effects and then you go back to the doctor and they prescribe another drug for you to help with that problem. And then pretty soon you're taking five different drugs to help with side effects caused by the first drug. And it's a vicious cycle. I know of several people who have been on Prozac or are currently using it and they all say that they don't like how it makes them feel. And they tell me they tried it because their doctor recommended it and they hated it and then they they went back off of it or they want to get off of it. It's still prescribed today, which is to me is really unfortunate. So are there any healthier alternatives that you can take? And yes, there is. According to an article by My Natural Treatment, they list five. And I encourage you to look each one of these up for yourself and do your own research. And then maybe you or someone you know would like to know what they are. And you can also find these at the health food store. So here are the five alternatives. One is called 5-HTP. And then there's Rhodiola rosea, Ginkgo biloba, St. John's wort, and Royal Jelly. I use 5-HTP. It actually gives me more energy. And it comes in um, a melatonin supplement that I use. And I have uh, used St. John's wort also. And I didn't have any effects with either one. And you know what? Don't forget good old sunshine, a nice long walk, a chat over coffee with a friend, dancing in the rain, 
You know, we are so busy as a society that we forget to take time for ourselves and for the people who matter the most to us. Don't forget to take time for you. I hope you found this helpful. And if you have any questions or comments, please shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. And now stay tuned for my mountain adventure segment about a horse who mysteriously showed up on our ranch one day. It's time now for Mountain Adventures. When you live in the mountains, you never know who or what will show up on your ranch, just out of the blue, especially when it's late fall and near the end of hunting season. In that year, it had been a busy fall for us, for my husband Nick and I. We had barley to harvest and we had hay to haul and stack, which all needed to be done before the first snow hit. I helped Nick with pretty much everything on our cattle ranch, from driving the grain combines, trucks, and tractors, fixing fence, branding the cattle, and all of the household things that need to be done as well. And at that time, we had two teenagers at home. Katie was 15 and Jason was 16. And you know, they were both great help. They were also busy with school and their own activities. So none of us had time to check our property and make sure everything was okay before winter. Our cows usually round themselves up when the snow starts to cover up their feed. Usually around November, they head into the feed yard where Nick feeds them all winter. They don't all come at once, but eventually they all make it in. It was the middle of December when Nick decided he needed to check the back part of our ranch for any stray cows. Normally he doesn't do this, but that day he felt like he needed to. And the snow was getting deep, but he could still get around with a four-wheeler. It's probably about a foot deep. So he made his way through the snow and went up to a pasture we call the Upper Dot, which is the pasture that's furthest away from our house. And he was he got up there, looked around, and he was just about to turn around and head home when he seen an animal out of the corner of his eye. And at first he thought it was a cow, but when he looked closer, he thought, well, maybe it was an elk. So he turned the four-wheeler around and got closer, and that's when he realized it was a colt. A beautiful red sorrel horse with a white stripe down the nose and white stocking feet. At that time, we didn't have any horses. We've had in the past, we've had horses and mules, but we didn't have any at that time. Well, it turned out the colt was a mare about a year old, and someone had just dropped her off and left her. At that time, you couldn't sell horses and make very much money off of them, so I guess this was the way the person that dumped her off dealt with the horse they didn't want, and that's so sad. We were baffled as to who would dump off such a beautiful horse, and our granddaughter Macy suggested the name Mystery, and the name stuck. Mystery was very skinny and hungry. She'd been there for a while, probably digging and pawing down in the snow to find the feed, and there wasn't much feed to find. And she spooked easily, she had no halter on, and wouldn't let Nick near her. So Nick came back to the house and he grabbed our black sled and some hay and water. And he took it back to Mystery, and she was really grateful to get some feed. She was so hungry. And he did this for several days. He was taking her food and water every day. And then when Saturday came, he asked Jason to help him, and they took some more hay up to her, but this time they left the hay in the sled. She was extremely scared of the four-wheeler and wouldn't let Jason or Nick near her, but she was really hungry. So Jason, being the strong young buck that he is, pulled the sled by hand, and Mystery followed. 
and Nick walked behind her, encouraging her to keep following. They all walked for about two miles through the snow and finally got to where the cows were bedded down with straw. And this is where she has stayed for the last 16 years. She became part of the herd. She has never been broken to ride or even had a halter on, and she won't, still to this day, won't let us get close to her. She'll sniff our hands, but if we try to pet her on the nose, she just shies away. So she's basically a wild horse. I did get to touch her once when she foundered on some grain. She found this huge sack of grain that was near the corral, and she helped herself to way too much. When a horse founders, it's a very painful condition where the horse's hoof becomes so inflamed, it's agonizing for them to bear weight on it. So if you don't take care of it, it can have fatal consequences, and it usually ruins the horse, meaning they will never be the same. They can have permanent hoof damage, systemic issues like muscle wasting and infection. They basically become permanently lame. Horses normally don't get over this. Well, Nick found her the next morning after she'd gotten into the grain, and she was laying down on her side, so sick, unwilling to move. She couldn't get up. She couldn't move. And he came and told me what had happened, and he thought, we, you know, we're probably going to have to put her down, meaning end her life. And calling a vet at that point wouldn't have helped because she was so sick. Now, I don't share this with very many people, but here I am. I'm going to share it that God blessed me with a gift of helping and communicating with animals, something I didn't realize I had until I helped our dog Kendra heal from a broken back. And Nick knew this because I have helped other animals on our ranch, so he asked me to at least try and help her. You have to understand that I'm not the one healing. God is. I'm just the conduit, the instrument that God uses to heal animals. So Nick left me alone with mystery. I spent at least an hour with her, and she let me rub her all over. I just sat there and rubbed her from, from her nose all the way down to her tail. And I just talked to her for a while. And she laid really still, just listening. And then I asked God if it was His will to completely heal her and give her back her quality of life. I prayed for a healing. And it's so amazing when I start to pray over an animal. They'll just lay their head down and get really quiet. It's like they just know and understand who God is. I left her alone for a while and went back out to her several times that day and the next day. And I told her to just rest and when she was ready to try and get up. To work at it slowly and don't push it. On the third day, I was in the house doing some things and Nick came and grabbed me and he said, You need to see this. He took me out to where Mystery was. Did I say was? I sure did. She was running, and I mean running hard across the pasture, kicking her feet in the air, and she has been just fine ever since. Thank you, Jesus, for being so loving and amazing. Thank you for healing Mystery. And I think Mystery is grateful for us because she loves to help us. When Nick brings a bale of hay on the back of the tractor to feed the cows, she keeps all of the cows and calves away from the tractor so Nick can get to where he needs to drop the bale off and roll it out. She keeps the cows and calves safe. And what does she get in return for that? She gets to eat first before any of the cows. And they let her because she's queen. She's been queen for 16 years. And she helps get the cows into the corrals sometimes by going first and leading them where we want them to go. And all we have to do is talk to her and she understands what we want. What an amazing horse. Who knew that a horse someone didn't want 
could make her way onto our ranch and into our hearts and be such a blessing. We love you, Mystery. Okay, remember this. When you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Seek Him in all your ways, and you will find that life is just better. See you next time.